Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this podcast with Pastor Mubarakota. Mubarakota is the founder and leader of Christ Love World Outreach, a global evangelical ministry that is impacting the lives of many worldwide. Mubarak, an anointed teacher of the word, teaches the good news that has the power to heal the brokenhearted, free the captives, and change lives. Stay connected as you receive God's inspired word. Now, today's message. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts 1, verses number 1. You are welcome to the third night of our Easter Bible seminar. Amen. Praise the Lord. The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. Verse 2, until the day in which he was taken up after that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Amen. Verse 3, to whom also he showed himself alive. He showed himself alive. See, Jesus is alive. He showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. Being seen of them 40 days, speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Amen. So in this scripture, um, Luke is uh, the writer of Acts, is trying to impress on our hearts the many things that uh, happened after Jesus had died. Amen. And in one of them, he said, Jesus Christ, when he rose up from the dead, okay, he showed himself continuously for 40 days and 40 nights to people. So nobody could say he was not alive. So there are people who saw him. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the reason why Jesus showed himself was because people did not believe he rose from the dead. Okay. There are many people who think that Jesus Christ, when he died, was kept in the grave. But over here, we see that Jesus, in fact, showed himself to many people. So there are people who saw his resurrected body. Amen. And let's continue verse 4. And being assembled together with them. So this was when he was going to go. Okay. Being assembled together with them. Uh, this is verse 4, Acts 1, 4, sorry. Acts 1, 4. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye head of me. Amen. 5. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Ye shall be truly baptized with the word. 
Holy Ghost. Now skip to, uh, okay, let's continue. Verse 6. When they were therefore come together, they asked of him. So they, they were talking to Jesus. Okay. Then they asked of him, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? Seven. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the season which the father had put in his own power. Eight. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth. Nine. Now watch this. And when he had spoken these things, uh, while they beheld him, he was taken up. You get it. Now. Have you ever heard this saying? They say, you never know what you have till you lose it. Have you ever heard, thought of the value of things? You know, after CISO in conference, many of us, we appreciated the value of phones. Because we didn't have phones. Me, personally, I had to, to talk to people. I would have to connect this person, call this person, tell this person to call me. You know, very funny thing. But we have phones every day. We, know, and we never really appreciate it. All right? Now, Jesus was with the disciples. He was with all of us, okay? And um, we never really thought of how useful his presence was to us, okay? Most of the people who were with Jesus didn't even believe all the things he said, okay? It's like I come to you and I say, you know what? My father is despite, okay? And we are in Adisado and we are all hungry. You know, back at school, Despite Sun was my meat. I think it was in Santa's house. I don't know. Was it in your house? Good. Um, I used to hear Despite Sun. Despite, I thought it was those things. You know, because some people, when there's their uncle or something, they come and say, It's my father. But the day that I realized hey, it's true was one Saturday, I was in my dormitory. I don't know, maybe you, I don't know if you remember, but they brought about five cars, Mercedes Benz, plenty, and they parked in front of the administration. And you know, when you are going down, you pass behind Kanda. So I was there when I said, Look at Despite, he's the one going. And you could see all the Mercedes Benz, like all the cars. And apparently, that day they brought the food in ice chests and all that. That's when it dawned on us that, hey, Charlie, true, 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 Despite in Kididi. Hallelujah. So these people were with Jesus. But they never really thought it was him. They thought, hey, I mean, he, he's one of those people, you know. So when he began to levitate and he began to rise up and go up, it dawned on them. Ah, so truly, this is the man that we have crucified. This is the man that we have mishandled. This is God. You see, let's read down. He said, and when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. While they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood there in white apparel. It's like, they kept on gazing, like, ah, what is happening? Is it a dream? You get it? Like, they were, they were so torn out, like, they couldn't believe it. Angels had to come and convince them Look, go home. The film is over. 
Yeah, that's how serious it was. So look at it. While they looked steadfastly, steadfastly, like they kept their eyes toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Eleven, which also said, ye men of God, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? It's like, why are you looking up? Now look at it. This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him gone into heaven. Now, let's take it from Wednesday, all the things we began to share. How this innocent man came on the scene. How he sacrificed his life for people. How he gave his life for people. How he taught, he taught people. He healed people. He gave people bread. He, he calmed the storm. How he healed the brokenhearted. The Bible says, and the lame. And the, 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 the sick people and the lame were brought to him. And he healed all of them. So in Jesus' meetings, one of the things that characterized Jesus' meetings was that often people who went with one leg came back with two. Lame people are people who have their, their legs or hand, arms cut off. Amputees. So if you were going to Jesus' meeting, you had one shoe, you would take an extra shoe with faith. Because you know you come back with another leg. This is a man that walked. God himself walked upon the earth. When God walked the earth. But we did not think much of him. Why? Because that is the nature of man. You get it? We don't appreciate things. How could we have killed an innocent man like this and left a thief? A man who lived his life for people. A man who gave his all to people. We couldn't have preserved him. Amen. Did he deserve to die? Someone say, ah, oh, but it is written he had to die. Okay. If he had to die, there wasn't you, you don't have to be the one to kill him. Huh? If you see someone has to be a thief here, does it have to be you? No, does it have to be you? So innocent. Hallelujah. What made mankind reject this master? Is what I want to share with you tonight. The uh, I want to I want to hear a good word. And is it okay to say unappreciative or ingratitude? The the nature of man that is not appreciative, and it's all of us. You know, when the word of God comes, people begin to look at people. Yeah, that's one the pastor is talking about. This. You to talk, look at yourself. Think about yourself. Huh? Don't, don't point to anyone. Ask yourself, what he's saying, if I put it on me, how does it affect me? The unappreciative nature of man is what made man crucify the master. The fact that man could not recognize that this was a rare anointing. 
The fact that man could not come to a place of understanding and appreciation that this is the man who fed us. Listen, Israel was not so big. Lady Pastor Jemima, are you telling me that the people who ate the bread Jesus broke, you won't even find one who said crucify him? Tell me the truth. Hmm? No, if you are convinced that there was not one person in there when he entered Jerusalem and he said, Hosanna, there was not one person again who flipped over and said, crucify him. I believe there were more than one. Oh, yes. That's the nature of man. The nature of man is to be ungrateful. You see, the theme for our, our Easter Bible seminar is preserving the career of your anointing. Not being ungrateful to the career of your anointing. Not being like those who don't appreciate the career of their anointing. Listen, all of us, <clears throat> we start out in a place of zero. Nobody is self-made here. Any self-made person here. When we say self-made, it's like when you give birth to yourself, you bath yourself. Listen, you give birth to yourself. So even you are disqualified. Because nobody here gave birth to him or herself. So Self-made people are those who give birth to themselves, bathe themselves. When they shit, they, they poop on themselves, they clean themselves. Like one, one day old baby, then he poops and cleans himself. He wears his own pampas. He eats his own food. He doesn't suck his mom's breast. Can you imagine? Cuts his own nails. Goes for his own postnatal, whatever. He grew and just existed. These are self-made people. Nobody here is like that. Every one of us has have had to depend on someone at a point in time in our lives. All of us. I'm not talking about depend on the, on the Holy Spirit or depend on God. I'm talking depend on a physical human being. So that if you take your life, you can point to people without whom you would not have been where you are. Many things make us, but many times we forget. Yeah. Do you know why we forget? We forget because when life is difficult, we think well. For instance, when I came to Accra, I just we had just started our church under the tree. Okay. Then I was a king of kings in Kumasi. I was a king of kings, you understand? Like I didn't really have Listen, when I got born again, 
I never really had someone who, you know, some people say, oh, I learned how to, like, this is my father, like, he's my father in ministry. This is a person I followed. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Like, this guy, when you take him, okay, Paul said, I, I begot you in the gospel. I'm your father. I'm the one who gave birth to you in this gospel. Like, this one, this one, if I can boost up anyone, this one is me, me that I give birth to. Uh, you, you can't talk about his story without mentioning my name. You see, you know, don't say that I'm... So you want be, we can be very so you see as I'm talking, say, are you God? <laughs> Don't be talking like that. I led him to Christ. I prayed for him to get there. I spoke to him to give his life. Not like I led him, like I am the one who triggered. I said, Give your life to Jesus. I'm going, call me. He gave his life to Christ. I'm the one who prayed for him. Do you speak in tongues? He said, No. I'm the one who prayed for him to speak in tongues. Have you been baptized? He said, no. I put him in a barrel. I baptized him. I'm the one who told him, fast three days today. Fast three days tomorrow. Yes. Then I'm the one who began to teach him, teach him, teach him, teach him, teach him. I'm the one who made him a pastor. If I did not, put, if I not say you are pastor, because nobody would have called you pastor. Because if I not say go and start a church, you know, you know I've started a church. Or I'm bragging. You can say whatever you want. But it's fine. Now, you see, this one, as he's been birthed, okay, he had a father figure. He had me. Okay. So, I'm his pastor. When I say I'm his pastor, you, are, you get it. Like, I'm his pastor. He was. He went to take. <laughs> he went to take COVID shot. I'm telling you the extent to which I'm his pastor, and he believes in what I do. And his ha hand was hurting. Then he called me and said, "They gave him a medicine. Should he take the medicine?" Uh, you get that's the level to which he believes I'm his pastor. So the, the relationship between me and this one is different. I never had that kind of relationship when I became born again. Do you get it? Uh -huh. Mine was like the Elijah experience. Because when I got born again, I was led, yes, I had someone who coached me, who taught me ABC, but I was led into seasons of fasting and prayer to the point I became very lean. And people, people even thought maybe something I was something was wrong with me. One time, my mom asked my brother, "Your brother has he seen an angel or something like his Christianity? What's wrong?" Because I, I was it was a three hundred and sixty change. Now, for someone like me, a year or so into my experience, okay, I began to even teach people. And lead people. And lead people. And I began to gather people. And I led them for. To, to, to teach them the word of God. I'm talking about how I was made. Oh. I'm explaining. I said I was a king of kings in Kumasi. I didn't have anyone else. If my father. My pastor. 
I didn't have anyone I would call and see. When I had a challenge, I didn't know who I would call and see. Is this normal or is this not normal? You see, this one, when he has a problem, he, when he talks to me, I just say, it's okay, you'll be fine. I didn't have someone that I would say, is this okay or is not? You get that thing. Uh-huh. Then, I began to lead people to crusades. We are talking about Jesus, don't worry. I'll come back. Then I began to lead people to crusades. And I began to see miracles. One time we went to a crusade, a whole Pentecost church, Santa. The whole church, they came to the crusade. Yes, the pastor too. You see, when we finished, the word, the, the town was sweet. Like the people were begging us not to go. The whole village. Listen, when we're parking the church, they said people won't come. I said, what do they mean? They said, because when we, we didn't bring a film. I said, okay, let's see. The whole village came. People were sitting on the, the trotro and like the whole place was full and you could see these elderly people even writing. Yes. No, not this. This is not this crusade. This was later, later. I'm talking about Betiaku crusade. Now, for me, I never thought a, a father figure was important. I knew it was important, but I didn't really understand the, the, the level at which it was important because God had covered me. So when I came to Accra, no, I, I knew Prophet Solo all my life. I mean, different levels. When I came to Accra, Accra was a whole different territory. Okay? I started a church. And guess what? I nearly died. Yeah. I nearly died. <laughs> One day I was just lying down. I said, I nearly what? I nearly died. It's not a joke. Nearly died. One day, I was lying down and I saw a vision. Romans 13.1. Put it up. Romans 13, 1. I saw this vision. So quickly I woke up and I flipped my Bible. Then I saw this thing. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. God was ushering me into a new level of my ministry. And at that level, I needed a covering. At that time, I, for like maybe three or six months, I, I was, a, I was, how do you call it? Walking, a dead man walking. Maybe, you know, spiritual people, when they go through experience, you, know, you, know, you never really be able to tell. Like, as I'm here, if there's something, you will not know. I can be with people, I'm going through something very terrible, they won't know. One time I was with some people in the car and I, and I was telling them, the day we were going to do this program, healing, whatever, whatever. That day, the doctor had diagnosed me of a sickness I was supposed to take drugs all my life. And they would say, ah, really? I said, yes. So, I'm sure as I'm talking like, I was a dead man walking. When was that? When was that? But it was when I was still preaching to you. Yeah. Then God showed me this scripture. 
He said, every soul should be subject to the higher powers. So when I woke up, I'm like, hey, what is happening? Then, I went to see my spiritual heart. That's what God told me. Honor this man as a father. Professor, he told me. So I went to see him. And he was praying for me. When he was praying for me, huh? I heard myself saying something. You see the way when you, people pray, when you pray for them, they say, main court, main court, main court, those things. I don't know. I just heard myself talking. I was battling with something, me, myself, I didn't even understand. As the man was praying for me, I was talking. So when he finished praying for me, then he said, do you know you were talking? I said, I heard myself talking. The man delivered me from something that wanted to kill me. You know, I've never told you these things. Eh? You don't know everything. No. Don't think you know everything. You just know a part. There are many things you don't know. Today we are at the site and we saw the foundation. And it was, it was just there, like block, like one block sitting up there like that with an iron rod. And I told Pastor, I said, Pastor, come and let me give you a revelation. He said, you see this thing here? It looks very ordinary. But this thing you are seeing goes like four, five feet deep with fortifications of concrete and iron rods with, with dark, what's the dimension? We dug maybe four feet, four feet deep, and we dug how many, like the, the way, do you see this thing at hand? You see, we put iron rods, then we put concrete, then we fill it with, there were, there places we fill the concrete like up to this, from the ground to like, yeah, more than one foot. Yeah. And we, we filled it with sand and we put blocks on it. And I told Pastor, you see, this is so fortified down. But when you see it, and, and right now we've covered it, put, bring any of the new pictures, any of the current pictures. You, you, right now we've covered it, you don't see anything. No, just maybe at the back or something. We've covered it. Then I told Pastor, I said, this is how anointed people are. Like the man you are crucifying. This is God, you see. You see, that's it, exactly. This is a perfect. You see where we showed you, that is it. You see how we just put sand? It's like there's nothing. You are joking. Try, try to uncover it. That is where you see that you've met your meter. Try to joke with it. That is when you see that you are tempering with something you don't understand. Yeah. As is there like a bed. You think that it's just blocks if laid. You don't know what you are joking with. Four feet deep, concrete. Concrete is stones and cement with iron rods that are tied deep down. As if that is not enough, they make a pillar. Everywhere you see iron rod, they pour concrete. There's a pillar that goes down four feet and they pour concrete into it four feet. You see it? The thing that you are seeing that sand has covered is like there's nothing. This is it. It's like it's the, the one to, we poured the concrete. The people were complaining. Say why? Is there a small god or something that is drinking the concrete? Because we keep pouring, and the people say hey, we should put stones inside. Because as we keep pouring, the concrete never finishes. Oh yes, 
This man prayed for me. Delivered me. But when I stand with him, can you see any of these things I'm telling you? No, you can't. No, if I stand with Professor Lou, you, you even think I'm his brother. Because you, you don't you won't tell, you, you won't be able to see. Even the humility with which he relates with me, you, you'll be confused. Oh, yes. On top of it, God delivered me and God began to prosper me. We all, we all had, he had one church. I had a fellowship. Professor Lu had a church whilst we were still doing fellowship. Because we started a fellowship from like October to like, and we started a church in January. You remember? This is my father. As we are standing there, I see like, this is, I'm his bigger brother. That's how it will look like. <laughs> we don't know what you are talking about. We started one church, one church. Then two churches, one. Six churches, still one. But it does not change Romans 13, one. You can go so high, uh, but never forget the one who prayed for you and delivered you. Because if you despise, how many, how, after Jesus died, let me ask you, who, who else have we heard of uh, that had a meeting and everybody was healed? Tell me. Just tell me. Maybe I'm wrong. We've heard of great men of God. But tell me, which man of God came and everybody that went with one leg came back with two? As they killed him, who else? You see, because there's a kind of anointing that is only meant for you. And when that anointing is taken out, you are left with nothing. Only the wise will understand this. This is what people are beginning to fight by saying that, you know, pastors are abusive. Then pastors are saying that the people cannot prosper in their, apart from their church. It's not, it's not true. God does not call many people to many people. He calls one person to one person. Many persons to one person. Yeah. Go to 1 Corinthians 4. Let me show you something. Are you here? Shombala bala bayaba. When we begin to rise up, when we begin to do well, we forget the anointing that has helped us. Pastor. Will you be very surprised if the woman, the widow of name, the widow of name, whom Jesus raised her son, was in the crowd shouting, crucify him? Will you be surprised? I won't be surprised. I won't be. Because human beings, can't you see how 
human beings are just like, like that. It's like, he flips and says, ah, what, what, this, this is not my friend. Even Judas. What did Judas not see? The day Judas was betraying Jesus, Jesus did a miracle. Because Peter got angry and cut someone's ear that looked like Pastor Isaiah. <laughs> and when the ear fell down, huh? Judas was there. Look, don't be Judas. Because Judas is the one who sees the power, but he's not moved. He's not moved. <laughs> he sees the anointing. But it doesn't dawn on him. Jesus picks the ear and sticks it in the thing. If I was someone, I would say, I would tell the people, look, I saw this man, but I beg, I've changed my mind. If I was Judas, I'll pull the man aside and say, this is not the man. Let's go to another place. And I'll go and show them another person. Because they did not know where Jesus is. They did not know his hideout. If someone does not show you my house, you will not know my house. I, I was passing with someone. I said, Prophet Kakabedin's office is here. They were looking at it, they don't know. But the thing was just in front of them. Bishop Putti's house is in this area. You will, not, you will never know. Yeah. I was passing with Pastor. I said, Bishop Putti lives in. I tried showing him. He didn't see. I said, okay, let's go. You, you didn't. You are not meant to know. Oh, yes. So they did not know where Jesus was. Jesus took the thing, put it there. Judas got nothing. It was when they killed Jesus that Judas said, Ha! And the pain and the guilt moved Judas to go and kill himself. He could not be moved after all that he has seen. Man of God. Look at the anointing. It won't show. I'll be scared. Though. I will be scared. You are not scared of anointed people. You are not scared of someone who takes bread, blesses the bread, says share the bread. They start sharing from 3 p.m., 6 p.m., they are still sharing bread. You are not scared. Scared. This is how the world is. When we sit, and we are comfortable. We forget. We what? Forget. See, I'll never forget. See, I'll never forget. 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 Guess what? It's easy to forget. It's not easy to forget now. But it's very easy to forget. Huh? When you marry. And you have three... Children that look like white babies. Yeah. 
you and your children are going to Amsterdam, Switzerland, uh, where? Which one again? Canada, Ireland, Poland, Finland. What? Netherlands, Scotland. Hey! You'll be there. Yeah, your son will be sitting in the plane. That is when you can easily forget. That is when you can easily forget. Hey, it was someone who baptized me in a barrel. Oh, yes. Many times I'll tell my mother, I say, let's treat these people well. Because all of them will be big people. Oh, yes. I, that's one thing I, you, if you meet my mom, say, all the people in the church, treat, let's treat everybody well. Because it's today that they are this. Tomorrow, all of them will be big people. When we, you are going to see prophets, the secretary you will go through to see prophets, you will be shocked. When you see Jifa in her diamond on her finger, when you enter Joyce's hospital, hey! You there, when you see her, just look at her and, and pass like she's nothing. Tomorrow, when Irene passes by you, when she's gone, one hour, you'll be smelling her perfume. Kalabale. Hmm. I've never heard this kind of tongue from Pastor Isaiah before. It means it will come to pass. See, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. They forgot. They forgot. They forgot how this man lived his life for them. Let's read. <clears throat> Amplified. Quickly. So then, let us apostles be looked upon as ministering servants of Christ and stewards, trustees of the mysteries, the secret purposes of God. Moreover, it is essentially required of stewards, all right, that a man should be found faithful, proving himself worthy of trust. So he's giving you what accounts or what makes, you say someone is an apostle, the, the traits, the characteristics of an apostle. You get it. When you see someone say, Reverend Father, it is you who will despise it, but it is a very holy calling that except you are called. Many people can pretend to be pastors, but it's not easy to pretend to be a father, a Reverend Father. No, it's a gift. It's a gift in the order of Christ. And not many of us can do it. Hallelujah. So, it's the same thing he's explaining. Verse 3. But as for me personally, it matters very little to me that I should be put on trial by you. Why? Because people judge men of God. People judge you. They judge me. They think we are not worth a or B. That's the same way they thought of Christ. Who is this man that he should call himself God? 
Who is this man that he should make himself equal with God? Who is this man that he should say that he's the same as Father Abraham? Who is this man that he says, you, you are sitting here, you are not even 40 years, and you say before Abraham, you were. Who are you that you should say that? They began to judge him. It matters very little to me that I should be put on trial by you on this point and that you or any other human tribunal should investigate and question and cross-question me. Now, Paul is talking to people he prayed for. At Corinth, people that he taught, people he led to Christ, people he mentored. He's reminding them. He's teaching them. Maybe Jesus did not have the chance to teach them. That's why they, they became like that. But Paul says, you, I just remind you of who I am to you. Somebody who helped you and now you cross-question him. One time I was talking to someone. You know what he told me? He said, the guy said, he's sick. All his body is hurting. This, this, this. He said when he goes to the hospital, they don't see anything in his blood. He has done all the tests, all is negative. But he feels sick. Then I, then I asked him, what's the problem? Then he began to tell me how he and his pastor argued on the phone for an hour. This is a pastor who led him, helped him in school. He lived with the pastor. He lived in the pastor's house. Like, you, you could see he said, the pastor has impacted him. And there was a small problem in the church. And this guy was back and forth with the pastor. Investigating the pastor. Cross-questioning the pastor. He told me, eh, there was a lady he liked in the church. And the, the pastor said no. And then later it was because the pastor had slept with the lady. I said, oh, you don't have to say these things. You don't have to say it to me. If your pastor slept with her, is your pastor not a human being? You are you perfect? No, 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 no. Investigate. Question. How dare you say you are the son of God? Am I teaching? How dare you say you are the son of God? Look at your head. Is your father not Joseph the carpenter? Is it not you? Your mother said to you the other day and you misplaced the money and they beat you. Nonsense. Small boys who have come. When you see angels, then you come and say you are God. Crucify him! He said, for, he said, for this man maketh himself God. That is for jealousy. Like the man the, that Jesus said he's God. That's why they crucified him. Question, cross-question. He said, I do not even put myself on trial and judge myself. But this is what the people Paul stood for and taught. This is how they played back his cassette for him. <clears throat> Let's continue verse 4. I am not conscious of anything against myself. And that's the truth. Because when you judge a man of God, what you judge him for, he's not even aware of it. What you hold against him, he's not even aware of it. When Jesus was born, guess what? Anna the prophetess, Simeon, they met him. And one of the prophecies they gave was that this son is set for the rise and fall of many. 
Through this Jesus, many will become great, but also through him, many like Judas will go down. So you have to choose where you stand with the anointed. When Jesus died on the cross, didn't someone receive salvation on the cross? Wasn't he in paradise? But wasn't there another person who went to hang himself on a field, Judas? Yeah. I am not conscious of anything against myself. That's why they kept blaming Jesus and blaming him. He said, I don't know what I've done wrong. I don't know what I've done wrong. I don't know what I've done wrong. They kept blaming him and blaming him. He said, I don't know what I've done wrong. And I feel blameless, but I am not vindicated and acquitted before God on that account. It is the Lord himself who examines and judges me. Five. So do not make a hasty or premature judgment before the time the Lord comes again. Tell anybody, don't judge a man of God. You are not in the position to judge your anointed. Say it carefully. I am not in the position to judge my anointed. When a son sees a father, I told I taught you that. You just move. The last time someone tried to question his father's mistake, he said he became African. That is Noah's son, the black one. The ones who said, hey, we can't see our father's nakedness. They said they became Europe and America. So you can you can imagine what has brought about all these problems that we can't even explain in this country. I sat down and I said, so where did our problem even start? Like I don't even get it. Where, where did it start? Why are we like that? Why do we think like that? Today we took a boat. The boat guy, we sat in a car and he, he asked that, what is the fare? And we told him, then he said, I'm going off boat. And I asked him, why are you going off boat? He said, because I don't want to pay boat. I said, well, why do you want to do the wrong thing? And he says, no, but what is the price? I said, no, if you go off boat, me too, I won't pay. I'm getting down. I want to take the one that puts me on the boat. Because boat is, you see, you see our mentality. Boat is incurring a lot of cost to make you use the app. You've used boat to get the customer, but you don't want to pay boat. Why do we think like that? Black men. And you see, the only thing is like Noah, the Noah's son, who did that mistake? He caused it. Because he dishonored his father. When he saw his father, he said, my father is drunk. Useless man, foolish man. See the way you've drunk and you've removed yourself. That was it. I teach him. For he will both bring to light the secret things that are now hidden in darkness and disclose and expose the secret aims, motives, and purposes of hearts. Then every man will receive his due commend commendation from God. Listen. Adjust your mind and receive this thing properly. Anything that is good for you, you treat it with love and care. Anything that you know will bring value to you in the day of your need, you don't despise. When there's a river that flows here, okay, and you know that's the only river, you make sure it is kept. One day, Reverend used to say he was going to drive to Accra, no, drive to uh, Wa or what, uh, Tamale. 
and get back to Bo, from Borga to Tamale and fly to Accra. And when he's about to enter the jeep, the driver is not around. The driver comes, he's lit and he rushes. The driver notices that the tire is flat, ignores it. Reverend Yusuf didn't know. Just when they're about to move, someone comes in and say, ah, driver, don't you see that the tire, the, the tire of the, the car is flat? He said, oh, it's nothing, we'll fix it. Then the man said, are you okay? Don't you recognize the man sitting in the car? Do you think this is a normal person? How many people are born in Borga and we hear of them in the whole of the world? Don't you know this is a rare anointing? And you must take care of it. Because people don't recognize what men of God go through to get to where they are. They, are. they put Jesus up, nailed him, killed him, crucified him because they did not have an understanding of the procedure, the protocol that humanity and eternity had to go through for those 33 years to come to life. Bible says the prophets and the men of old, they searched earnestly to comprehend and understand how this time that Jesus will live on earth will be. But God did not even give them a glimpse of it. Yes, a whole generation was wiped out so that Jesus' breed will be kept. Man had to wait for 4,000 years. Isaiah prophesied. Jeremiah prophesied. Moses prophesied. They kept prophesying. Every generation that came kept looking, who would this Messiah be? Who would this Messiah be? Who would this Messiah be? Ah, Jesus got on board. They did not even know. So one day Jesus walked up to the hill in Jerusalem. He began to cry. He said, oh, Jerusalem. You did not know the time of your visitation. You do know that a great prophet has come into your midst. If Judas knew, huh, he would not have sold him for 30 pieces of silver. The Messiah was traded for 30 pieces of silver. People forget. We, we trade the anointed, our anointed. Huh? We trade our anointed with insults. Yeah. You don't know what it takes for a man of God to get to the level he will get to. You don't know what it takes. I may be nothing. I may be nothing. But you don't know what it keeps, what it takes for a young man to say, I won't do this, I won't do this, I won't do this, I'll keep myself, I won't do this, I won't do this, and stay on track and just believe God for the grace and just be there and just be trying to do something. And you will never know. You will never know. I told you one time I was going to take Trotro and Jemima came and said, no, I won't let you take Trotro. I won't let you take Trotro. He said, no, 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 no. Yeah. You know, because she, she, she understands. No, no, my pastor will not sit in Trotro. Yeah, you can think, ah, ah, who are you that you don't sit in Trotro? Why don't all of us sit in Trotro? <laughs> say what you want to say. Cross-examine cross me and question me and investigate me and insult me. Who am I? It's fine. I'm like, look at his big head that he's using to preach and he's shouting and what, what, what. It's fine. My head is big. Thank you. I know. Insult me. But the day you need prayer, the Holy Spirit will remind you, go to your father. Yeah. The day, the day your, your leg will do this. That's why you say that you need, you need it. You look for the direction to your pastor's house. 
And then he says, it's not everybody's prayer that will work for you. This is when we see people begin to question, and are you God, are you this? Ah. People have challenges with people. They go and they say, you, you had this problem with this. Go to him. And let him pray for you. Huh? Huh? A great prophet called Abraham. Someone joked with his wife. God appeared and said, hey, you are joking. Call the prophet. There are many people who they say, call that man, that particular man. Let him pray for you. There are protocols in the realm of the spirit. Elijah locked the heavens. He said there will not be rain. Huh? God came to Elijah and said, hey, Elijah, go back and open the rain. You think other prophets could not have done it? What Elijah would, can do, nobody else can do. Hmm. Oh, pastor, are you saying what? You are the only pastor. No, no, no. I've not said anything. You judge. Since you are good at investigation, cross-examining, cross-questioning, judge. Not many people could do what Jesus did. Oh, yes. Then every man will receive. Six. Are you here? Huh. Now I have applied all this about parties and factions to myself. And I pollute. So now they were beginning to compare the anointings. So. Eh? To myself and Apollos for your six brethren. So that from, to, from what I have said of us all illustrate, you may learn to think of men in accordance with scripture and not to go beyond that which is written. And none of you may be puffed up and inflated with pride and boost in favor of one minister teacher against the other. Oh, is he the only man of God? Is Christ love the only church? Oh, please. If, if he led me to Christ, and so what? And so what? I will still be born again. It's, I was ordained to be born again. I would have been a pastor. Juniper, he was under the juniper tree. Me, my mother said when I was in the womb, an angel prophesied to her. I'm in the order of Cornelius. Go get out the hill, Pastor Mubarak. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Is he the only man of God? Man of God, my foot. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. Comparing. He's not even anointed. He's not even anointed. And he'll be saying all manner of things. That's it. You don't, you see, people don't appreciate. And guess what? When you appreciate it, the world makes you look stupid for appreciating. Jesus was sitting down. Someone brought perfume and gave the perfume to Jesus. But this, I didn't give him to you to go and use. He poured it on his feet. Ah, I mean, see, talking. Cross examination, investigation, cross questioning. They spoke and spoke and spoke. And even said, Jesus is, is he, even Jesus, we suspect him because the other day we saw him around the woman's brothel. You know a brothel? 
One day we were passing by a brother. I showed her. They said, hey, I've never seen this before. <laughs> a brother is where prostitutes live. They said, we saw Jesus there. He says he was doing evangelism, but we know he was lying. We know him. This is Jesus. He's a bad man. Cross-examining. Cross-examining. Investigation. Questioning the man of God. He said, Apollos is even better. This Paul, he's, he's a quack prophet. Apollos is mighty in the scriptures. Yes, because that's what the Bible says concerning Apollos. He was mighty in the scriptures. It means Apollos could, Apollos could quote Genesis to Revelation. Paul, they even quote. You just say, it is written, it is written, it is written. That's what they, they thought. They forgot who Paul was. Even Apollos, you know, if you read with Apollos, you know, he picked the thing from Paul. Oh, yes. Because Apollos was taught by Priscilla and Aquila. They taught him, they expounded the scripture. And Priscilla and Aquila were converts of Paul. Go and read your Bible. Continue. For who separates you from the others as faction leader? Who makes you superior and sets you apart? This is Paul painfully talking to people he has helped. People he has prayed for. People he has crossed seas and countries to meet. People he labored for. And set you apart another, giving you the preeminence. What have you that was not given you? If, you? if then you received it from someone, why do you boast as if you have not received it? Now, these people, are, they, you see, they had risen up and become something now. Yeah. And that's how it happens. It's just a little exposure and you realize that the real you will be coming. It's just a little salary. Then you see that the real you, say the real you, yeah, it will be coming. That's when you see there's nonsense that will be passing through your head. That's why you'll be forgetting many nights when you say, receive it, receive it, you forget. A junior pastor can tell his senior pastor, I won't come. Go and call Dayton and have you. He said, we won't go. Who is Moses? Hey, do you know who Moses is? How many men can take 80 years? Do you know what it meant for God to raise Moses as a prophet? Then you despise him. You won't preserve his anointing. Verse 8. You will have a save you have already filled and think you have enough. You are full and content. And this is the trick, Santa. When people come to God, they are empty and discontented. Now, when men of God begin to pour themselves, uh, and pour themselves like you, when I met you, he was not even in school. In school. Then he entered school. Now he's going to finish school. His church has grown. He's bought a land. He's built a cathedral. He's, he has six passports. Now he's full. That is when you can easily forget. 
God really forbid and help us. Some people today, they don't even have to get to this level. The Ohini stubborn proud people. They, they even knew she can make them forget. I pray I'm not in that group. You know Ohini stubborn proud? Mimi did two million a day. A woman said, he said, Mimi did two million a day. Hey! <coughs> Mimi did two million a day. I said, oh, this is 6,000 a month. <laughs> the other day we were driving, I said, hey. I said, I see your church member. <laughs> Mimi did two million a day. I said, oh, person, oh, Jimmy oh, Shira. That's the way you need to stop on proud. 10,000 CDs will make you see her real self. She, she doesn't need 10,000. She doesn't need 20,000. Just 1,000 CDs. You say, you say, I'll follow you to your house to see your house to make sure you don't sit on my blessing. Since when the 1,000 CDs become the embodiment of a blessing to, to make somebody, now you are already filled. And you think you have enough. Now, guess what? When you think you have enough, that is when you begin to despise the career of your anointing. When you think you have enough, that is when you begin to despise the career of your anointing. Pastor, when you stand in that, you see, and that's how it is. Let's take a church like Lighthouse today. The average Lighthouse church Okay, or the headquarters is larger than many headquarters in Ghana today. There's one big lighthouse behind our church. Huge one. Let's take someone like Prophet Kakrabedin. Pastor was even drawing my attention today. You see, when he stands, Prophet Kakrabedin preaches on TBN. When he's preaching on TBN, he looks so self-made. But I heard Prophet Kakrabedin say, I would not be here if my pastor did not tell me, do this and do it. He said, I've only become a pastor, a bishop, because my pastor said, take care of church Sunday school, take care of this, take care. And that's how I've become a bishop. Recently, he went to Reverend Institute Church. Reverend Institute introduced him as a brother. Then when he came up, he said, my, my father, Bishop Doug's friend or brother, is Reverend Institute. So Reverend Institute is not my brother. He's my uncle. Because when they stand like that, it's just a matter of time when Pastor Isaiah and I stand. There will not be anything. Oh, no. Or, yes. Because if it's a church, he has a church. If it's money, he has money. What again will you show him? It is then that you have to remember. Then we'll get to a time, prophet will become big. He has a wife. He has children. He has a big mansion. Maybe he may even have more cars. Yes. And more Rolex. You are already full. And think you have enough. You are full and content, feeling no need of anything. Feeling no need of prayer. No need of prayer. There was a time, Papa, pray for me. If I say amen, you hope like that. Amen! But now, what is the amen for? Is it a car? You have a car. Is it a wife? You have a wife. You two, you have sex now. Hey! Oh, I can't see that one. 
I'm already said South Africa. I don't know if I said it. When the ladies they marry and they have sex, their their attitude change. It's like what is in that? What 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 attitude change? <laughs> I have very funny thoughts. They they, 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 they become very bold. I say, yes, because they've tasted of the fruit. <laughs> A certain boldness has entered them. That is the bonus that made Hagar confront Sarah. No? Uh-huh. It's biblical. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You are full. Already you have become rich. You have become rich. Now when you pray for people, they get healed. Oh yes. He said be healed. And they are healed. Somebody comes to us and says, man of God, man of God, I brought you the latest 2032 Lankusa. When you come around and say, ah, me na me odifo. Me na me odifo. Me na me to me bumpa ye manko for the Lankusa breme. You have become rich. Your gifts are even sharper than Papa's gifts. Oh, yes. Because the last time Papa was preaching, I said, who is called Kwame here? Nobody came out. But when you preach and say, hey, I see Amma, Amma rich, and then two Amma came and say, ah, anointing is working. You have become rich in spiritual gifts and graces. Huh? Without any counsel or instruction. It's like, there's a level you get to, you don't need much to become anything. Do you get it? Like, as I'm here, my, my spiritual father hardly, he won't call me and say, do this to the church. Say, I'm just, I'm just, I, go, I keep going, like the speed. Huh? He, call, he, he won't call me. Like, I keep going. It's not like, oh, he calls me and tells me this man teach revisiting for No. He said, look, you have become what? Rich in spiritual gifts and graces. There, there's a grace I've caught that he didn't give me. Or I didn't, I don't know. But he didn't say, maybe he doesn't even have it. And it's the same thing spiritually. When you hear Prophet Kakrabedin preach and he begins to share testimonies uh, and you hear Bishop Dark preach, you realize the grace that Prophet Kakrabedin has with miracles is not in the same order as Bishop Dark. But Bishop Dark is still his father. Yeah, I feel this man is one of the most anointed men working on it today, personally. That's what I feel. Yeah. Someone who preaches without a Bible. Huh? The Bible, he says the Bible appears in his reach. He could, when he quotes Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, he says, Call unto me and I'll show you. He just reads. It's not memory verse. I'm talking about when he's coming to the podium, he just comes with the mic. Oh, yes. You just check. He's called the walking Bible. But Bishop Dar will come with his big iPad. You have become rich in spiritual gifts and graces. And guess what? You had it without any counsel or instruction from us. So, it's like, ah, this one, uh, Papa, there's no Papa who prayed for me. It's like, now, this job, there's no Papa who prayed for me. It's me, 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 me. Mm. I know, yes, the other day, Papa prayed for me, but this time, it was not him. He didn't even know about it. This promotion, he didn't even know about it. Without our counsel or instruction. Without any counsel or instruction from in your conceit. 
You have ascended your thrones. It's still Easter Bible seminar. They crucified Jesus. I won't sit down for you to crucify this anointing. We better learn. We better learn. And guess what? Even Jesus' was crucifixion, it didn't kill him because his name is still there and I'm going to come to that shortly. And it's the same thing. When people, become, when people become blessed, they forget the name of Jesus because Jesus' heritage for us is his name. Anything you do in the name of Jesus has the same effect as he doing it. We stand in, in the name instead of Jesus. You get it? So we stand in the office of Jesus to do what we have to do. You have ascended your tombs and come into your kingdom without including us. You have become a borrow. This is what makes men forget. Ah. But Paul reminds them. He says, I will that it were true. I will that all, because you see, it's not true. It just looks like that. But it's just a matter of time. I wrote that it were true. And you did reign so that we might be sharing the kingdom with you. Nine. For it seems to me that God has made us an exhibit of us of us apostles, exposing us to view the last of all like men in triumphant procession who are sentenced to death and displayed at the end of the line. For we have become spectacle to the world. As shown, give me King James of this. What he's saying is, for I think that God has set forth, apostle, forth as the apostles last, as it were appointed to death, for we are made a spectacle unto the world, and to angels and to men. Ten. We are fools. So it's like, God, you see, what Paul is saying is, Jesus was not the loser. He looked like the loser. The people looked like they had won. Okay. When you have an argument with your pastor, with your anointed one, you look like you have won. Because God has made the pastor lose favor. God has made Jesus lose favor. Huh? Just to show forth to the world how weak things can turn into glory. Okay. So, you take someone like Bishop Dag, then you take a politician like maybe Kennedy Japan, and they put him on the spot and insult him and lambast him. And all of a sudden, this great man of God feels so powerless. Who will talk for him? Who will say anything? The glory goes to God. God deliberately did it like that. So that when he stands, he will take all the shame. The other people will look like they're heroes. But it is just a matter of time. They are not really heroes. So, you can become full. 
you can become what? You can sit on your throne. Okay? And flex your muscles and open your legs and say whatever you want to say and forget all that you want to forget. And despise all that you want to and question all that you want to and interrogate all that you want to and investigate all that you want to. It's okay. God has ordained it. One time David was chased out by his son Absalom. Then there was a guy called Shimei. He began to stone David and curse David. Then one of the guys said, let's kill Shimei. David said, leave him. For God is the one who has appointed him. Huh? To do this. Let's leave him. It is, it is necessary that I am ashamed. Or I am put to shame. But it's not good for you. Who will be the one to cast the stone? 11. Even unto this present, we both hunger and test. So this is the real life of the man of God. As people sit on thrones. This is the real life of the anointed. As people sit on thrones. As people sit on thrones. As people question and investigate. We present ourselves. We both hunger and test and are naked and are buffeted and have no certain dwelling place. Yes. Anytime you want to see who is right, see who is disadvantaged. Anytime an anointed person, someone has a talent, they say, oh, this man of God has gone to rape this person. You look at the caref- question carefully. It doesn't matter what the media present, but this is the litmus test. Look at the question. The person who looks very powerless, who looks very disgraced, who looks very <laughs> buffeted, is the person that you, you know that, Charlie, this one is the one that the anointing is on. What could you have said to convince people that Jesus was not a bad person? After putting him there with three, two thieves. There are people who followed. He spat on him, but they didn't even know what he had done. They were just following. One day I saw some guys going on this demonstration. I think he levy or something. And the guy was holding a board. It was a video I saw. Then a TV station just pulled him aside and said, what this thing you, you are writing? What is it? The guy could not even read it. It's just, they've given him 50 cities. <laughs> he left. They said, what is he left? He says that he couldn't even read. That is the world we live in. Let's talk. And labor working with our own hand. Being reviled, amplified. <clears throat> Look at it. He said, we still toil onto our weariness for our living. Guess what? As you are sitting on your throne, I'm still toiling for people. As you say, you're okay. Don't forget. I'm still toiling. I'm still toiling. Working hard with our own hands. When men reviled us, revile us, wound us with an accursed thing, we bless them. This is the life of the anointed. This is the life of the anointed. This was the life of Jesus. Even when they were, they were going to kill him, he was praying for them. Father, have mercy on them. Father, have mercy. This is the anointed. Now, your place is recognized that the man that hung on the tree, we will never have a type like him again. I was sharing with you about Prophet T.B. Joshua. 
The day I was in Kumasi doing a crusade, then I opened the TV and then I saw his picture. I tell you, I lie not. I heard these words clearly in my ears. The world was not worthy of him. That was the first time I saw the scripture in Hebrews. There were people who were so holy, God had to take them. And the world, God could not keep them in the world. And now when I read about the man and I heard certain things, I said, trust me, hey, this man, he really was an angel. God took him. The world did not deserve him. A man who at one point, his TV station was running the same like BBC and CNN. There's no, I don't know of any known place in the earth today that Emmanuel TV did not go to. I'm telling you. A man who could stand on his feet from 2 a.m. to 5, 12 midnight, delivering people from evil spirits. Guess what? He didn't even have a house. He didn't even build a house for himself. Yes, this man with all the money. The power, the money. He had precedence at his fingertips. One time, the president of Ghana had to, he went to sit in his meeting. He didn't even have a house. You just have 20 member church. You've gone to buy Mercedes and you are buying a house at Trasaco. We still tore onto weariness for our living, man of God. Working hard with our hands. When men revile us, wound us with an accusing, we bless them. When we are persecuted, we take it patiently and endure it. When we are accused, when we are accused, do you know that all that the man of God does, the only thing he receives is accusation? Let me ask you a question. How many of you think I'm a good person? Raise your hand. Do you mean it? I hope you mean it. Am I a good person? But I'm very misrepresented. I wish one day parents would just have a camera in my office of me counseling their daughters and their sons. Then they will appreciate me. People have said they'll bring soldiers into this church to break the church. <laughs> soldiers. Soldiers. One day someone said you bring soldiers to the church. He said he has some soldiers around. You bring them. I said no problem. He said we'll scatter the church. So one day I was there when they told me that this man he's not feeling fine. I said oh my friend. <laughs> My friend who will come and scatter me. Let me go and visit him. Maybe you never know. Then I went to the hospital. Guess what? His leg was hanging. So when I met him and I said in my head, come and break the soldiers and let's see. <laughs> then I gave him a gift. Then he said, let me pray for you. I said, hey. The one who will bring the soldiers now, he wants to pray for me. <laughs> he said, when we are persecuted, we take it. And patiently endure it. One day, a, a, a woman sent me. A woman I've prayed for many times. He sent me and he said, Even the great men of God, they are in the house with their family. So, what do you know what she's trying to say? You, this small boy, and you are trying to destroy my home. He said, My daughter won't come and sit in the hall. Every day, when you enter her room, her phone is on her chest, and you, your voice is playing from the phone. Your voice, he said, Your voice is playing from the phone. The mistake I've done is to let people play my voice. She will even eat. And your voice will be played every day. When you call her, she doesn't even hear. But we take it patiently and we endure it. This is the life of the anointing. 
He took it patiently and endured it. 13. When we are slandered and defamed. Hmm? Someone gave his car to the church. And, you know, I just happened that and there's no car, so that's the church car. So I have to drive it. We even wanted other people, but he couldn't drive, so I said, okay, I'll drive it. Later, I got to know some people were saying, ah, he has traveled. It's because the, the car they gave, he sold the car and he used it to buy a ticket to go and see the wife. Oh! Yes, yes, you've changed your face. He said he has sold the car. It's the money, the car, the money that he has used to take a ticket to <laughs> go and visit the wife. He filmed. He filmed. Someone said, your church, my daughter has given her phone to the church. I said, oh, mommy, what is that? Is that my mama, your daughter? I said, me too, I gave my phone. It's like we are taking people's phones. Someone said, have you seen that video of someone who gave his car to the pastor and the woman came and took, how many of you have seen that video? The, the, someone sent me that video. To show me that it's wrong for a pastor to take up another pastor's, another person's car. Hey! Yes. As if the person who gives the car is a child. And as if the person who received the car has not given a car before. What did I tell you to do that I did not do first? We try to answer softly but bring comfort. We have been made and are now the rubbish and filth of the world. And this is what pastors have become on social media today. This is what your Jesus has become on social media. This is what your anointed has been reduced to. But you have to know. You have to know that there was a day you came to the anointed and said, I hear voices. Things are talking to you. And the anointed, and the anointed the filth. Huh? What is it? The rabbis. He prayed for you. You have to know that there was a day you came to the anointed and knelt down and said, I'm under bondage. I feel I'm under bondage. And this rubbish and this filth prayed for you. Yes. You have to know. You have to know. You have to know. They let them call the anointed rubbish. Let them, let them go. Let them, you, but you have to know. You have to know what the anointed has done in your life. The, Jesus said, this woman, she, she loves much because she has been forgiven much. When she thinks about herself and she thinks deep, she recognizes, ah, if it had not been for this man, I would not be here. He deserves the perfume. You can say whatever they want to ask for me, I'll pour my perfume on him. You have to know the value of your anointed. And preserve the value of your anointed. Because in the day of your trouble, it is not everybody who prays for you. I'm telling you this, old Christ love. I'm telling you this. It is not every, every it's not anybody who prays for you that will bring you deliverance. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Why do you think the Bible says there's an appointed place to give your offering? Why do you think so? Oh, yes. You have to know that it's not everybody's message that when you hear, you will understand. You think preaching is every preaching you understand? You will sit in a church, the pastor will talk, you will not even hear anything. 
You just be there. What did he say? You will not understand. Oh, yes. It's everywhere you hear the word of God. And when you sit down, it makes sense. And when you go, it plays back and helps you. Many of you, when you've left, you hear the word. I was talking to a couple. They said, your, your counseling, they keep it, the what you told us in their counseling, it keeps coming back to us at every point. That's what the, the, the woman was telling. It's not everybody. It's not everybody. You have to preserve your anointed. Let those who kill the anointed kill him. But remember, one day you went to the anointed meeting with one leg and you came with two. Let Jesus be rubbish and filled. Let him be rubbish and filled to them. But to you, let him be the one who deserves your perfume. Don't let them brainwash you that you are wasting your perfume on the anointed. Yes. Don't let them. In the day of trouble, the, the Holy Spirit will lead you to your anointed. One day I had a dream, Pastor. I had a trouble in the dream. And I asked myself, who will pray for me? Who will pray for me? I follow Bishop Dago. I follow Pastor T. I follow many people. But guess what? When I turned, the one I paid my tithe to, he was standing behind me. My anointed. He doesn't have a name. He doesn't have a big church. When you see him, you may not even recognize him. I saw him. He said, he's the one who prayed for you. He's the one who prayed for you. Then I saw behind him his father also. Your anointed. Preserving the career of your anointed. Yes, that is the Easter Bible seminar. That is what he's teaching us. You did just, just, just settle. Huh? I say, I'm okay. Sit on your throne. It's just four years, the throne will be over. Oh, yes. Sit on the throne. It doesn't matter how much you eat. Your stomach will go empty again. I tell you. doesn't matter how much you drink. Your stomach will go empty again. You will be thirsty again. You will be hungry again. That is when you will remember. Hey, it was this man. Many things work after a while. You don't need much. Yeah. They said you, you made it without us. So you think you are okay. Verse 14. And he told them, look, I'm not writing these things to shame you. I'm not writing these things to coerce you. I'm not writing. You see, people relate to the church casually. You see people, we have many people who watch online. They get blessed, but they pretend as if they are not getting blessed. Christianity is funny. When you start, it's like we want to encourage you to come. But it's after a while, you see that you are being blessed. People just want to do, they are helping the ministry. But they are receiving. They are receiving. They are receiving. They are receiving. When I say receive, they say amen because they believe it. But they want to relate casually. They want to relate casually. Because I mean, oh. No, but some of us, he just has a nice church. I just attend this. Continue like that. The day your stomach will go empty. They say the day you get diarrhea and the, the, 
the food you ate that you thought you'd never be hungry again. The day that diarrhea will run, and you, all the people will come out, and you see that you're hungry. That is the day you remember the anointed. I pray to you, it may not be too late. Oh, yes. Am I teaching? I do not write this to shame you, but to warn. Huh? To warn. Just this, I was talking to, to someone. I told, I told them something. Then later, they met someone and met another person. And the person said the same. So the person was telling me, what you told me is the same thing this person told us or her or she or whatever. It's the same thing. But you know, it's like, oh. Just as a young man who has a church. One time I called, I told someone, someone, the wife, the wife was about to die. I, I was praying for them. Then I called the, the man and I said, you, Your wife, eh? The reason why she's facing this challenge is because she's dishonest you and the covering is broken. So you, you have to rush to God and pray to God to show your wife mercy, else your wife will not, will not live. Guess what? After maybe a month or so, he, 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 I met the person. He held my hand and said, come. Do you know what you told me? I met this prophet. Then he mentioned the prophet. He said, what is it? That's the same thing the prophet told me. That's the same thing the prophet told me. He said, whether my wife will live or will be alive, it depends on you. So I should pray. He said, that's the same thing. Keep the relationship. Keep the relationship. Today you may not be hungry. But it doesn't mean go to the chop bar and poo poo and shit and urinate. You know when you are full, you don't. It's like Adrian How many of you have felt like that before? Man, don't chase a to show good chop bar. Because it's coming a day. <laughs> You'll be there and the soup will be passing on your nose. Yes. It will be passing. You say, ha. How I wish. But if you don't remember, you don't forget, you shut there. Not shuttle, one, one you go. Koto, buntui. You pooped and peed. You think you have two legs now? The day you get an accident again and the, the leg that came is broken. That is the day you turn to the cross and say, oh, the man who gave me another leg, I've hanged him on the cross. Then you see where you get another leg. I just saw Kosei Adria. What am I teaching? Let us preserve the career of our anointed. Now look at it. Be 15. I love this. I love this. Paul is just something else. After all he has said, he's going to point them to one career. One career. Now he tells them. He said, after all, after all, after all, man of God. Though you should have 10,000 teachers. Though you can listen to many preachers on radio and the internet. Yes, we all listen to preachers. Though you should have many people that pray for you. I was there, someone called me and said, my ma- it was my birthday, my mother called this man of God, he prayed for me. It's good. We all have people that pray for us. But do you have people who pray for you? 
<laughs> Though you have prayer meetings, you attend. You can go to a prayer meeting, a prophet to prophesy to you. Sharp. There's no, there's no problem. Though you have guides to direct you. Yet, you do not have many fathers. Because your father, you can't. Anybody who has two fathers is a bastard. I hear what? Anybody who has two fathers. If someone insults you with this insult, it's go, go and wash yourself with kerosene and dettol. You are a son of many fathers. This insult. Vanish. It's like you're a bastard. It means your mother, eh? I don't even want to say it. It means your mother slept with five men when she was ovulating. She can't even tell who your father is. It's a big insult. Paul was telling me. Yet you do not have many fathers. For I, Paul, the rubbish. I, Paul, the filth. I, Paul. I, Paul, the one you spit on. Me, 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 Paul. Look at it. I became your father. Is it not Jesus that called no man father? Oh, mama, Paul, beautiful. Didn't Jesus call no man father? As Pastor Mubarak said, don't call him father. One day I was, I was, I was with someone. The mother is here. The daughter is here. And as I was talking, I said, this lady is my daughter. The, the, she, hey, she's not your daughter. She's your kid's sister. I said, I'm sorry. I was not there when the father was doing it. So you are right. So she's my kid's sister now. Today the lady was talking to her. She said, our father. I said, no. Your pastor. <laughs> Just in case the person's mother is. is hey, pastor, I warned you. Yet you do not have many fathers, for I became your anointed one in Christ. I, Paul, I became your anointed one through the glad things, the gospel. So Paul is reminding him, look, you are failed, but don't forget I'm your father. You are full. You have the grace. You have the gifts. Don't go and call Apollos your father. Ah. No, no, no. Don't go and call that man of God your father. Oh, this is not biblical. See how I've taken my time since verse 1. What do you mean by it's not biblical? Did I quote from the Quran? I've been teaching you verse 1. It's, I mean, it's almost 9.30. And you are there saying it's not biblical. They're around. What do you mean? Do you know what is biblical? They say it's not biblical. Because they said nobody is your father. Didn't you see it in the Bible? I became your father in Christ. Can I boastfully say I'm your father in Christ? Oh, yes. You are still saying it's not biblical. Now, guess what? All this is for our good. Not that, you see, Paul, when he began, he said, I do not write these things because I want to become anything or he has already said that he's nothing. Look at verse 1. He said, we are just stewards of Christ. We are just people that God, you see, so then let us, apostles, be looked upon as ministering servants. You see, 
He's, he, he, he just made you understand, look, I'm nothing. I'm a servant of God. But when they got critical, he went had to remind them that he was their father. He said, let's just be, let's just be accounted as stewards. I'm nothing. I'm, a, I'm just a pastor who's been privileged to receive you and teach you. But if you are going, well, I should remind you that, look, you don't have many people like me. Or I'm abusing you. No, that's why I post on Facebook. They said, if any pastor tells you that he's your father, he's abusing you, he's an abusive pastor, leave. Is that what the Bible is teaching us here? To remind you that I'm your pastor and warn you that you should not be silly. Is that me being abusive? Or that means that this is a cult and you can't leave? No, this is not a cult. If you do what is right, it's for you. If you do what's wrong, you reap it. So it's not wrong. Yes, we are nothing. Verse one, we are nothing. So they let us apostles be looked upon as ministering servants. Someone had a dream and went, a vision and went to heaven. And guess what? There was a big party. And many people were eating and everything. And he looked and he couldn't find Jesus. So he was trying to ask someone, where is Jesus? And when he said, where is he? Do you know what happened? <clears throat> he saw Jesus coming from the kitchen with three apron. Seven people. Jesus is a servant. Yeah. He saw Jesus. Hallelujah. Seven people. Morike Zikro Kozu. Uzenia Kulele Kuzoka. Shuma Mama Ma. <clears throat> Jesus was a servant. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Amen. So, remember what I'm telling you. That We do not have many things that help us. I'm closing now. Okay. Even though you have a pastor, your pastor is not the most powerful thing you have. The one powerful thing you have that you have to preserve is the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's the one powerful thing you have. The name of Jesus. Don't rubbish it all. Don't make mockery of it all. Don't downplay the church all. Because that is what will bring you salvation. Jesus has died. He's risen. It's Easter. He's gone to heaven. He's alive. But the truth of the matter is, Jesus left us with a name. A name, a palpable inheritance, a tangible inheritance. And that name has all the power. All what? The power. As we end this Easter Bible Center, all the things we've looked, we've looked at, all I'm driving across is 
prioritize the things that make meaning in your life and place value on them. Prioritize your church. It's not every church you have a family. It's not every church you have a people to help you. Prioritize your church. Today we met someone, someone came to the OEB church and as we were talking, uh, LPG4 was telling a person, in this church I found a family. Prioritize the church. It's not every church you get the opportunity to serve God. In a certain church by now, you will be assistant to the prayer warrior. You are not even a prayer warrior. But in your church, you become a pastor. Prioritize. Prioritize your anointing. Your pastor is anointed. If you look carefully enough, you will see certain unique anointings on your pastor. Even the anointing of a pastor that raw anointing that a leader, this is my pastor, he's my leader, I'm just okay following him. It's a gift. A rare one you never know. Many pastors, they go like this. There's a big pit. Then they carry all the members. By the grace of God. Pastor, listen. All is by grace. But by the grace, I'm here to hear someone say, ah, you know this man, he told me to do this and I've wrecked up my life. I'm yet in about how many years? Maybe eight years. I'm yet to see someone who said, if, if there's any, I've just seen people who have gone and said, ah, you told me I didn't listen. But I'm yet to see someone who said, this man said, take step A and step B and I made a mistake. I'm yet. And that's a gift. And I've made people do very interesting things. Very interesting. But I'm yet to see. So, acknowledge the anointing on your pastor. And finally, what? Preserve the anointing. Preserve the anointing. Preserve the anointing. Preserve. When you preserve the anointing, in the day of your trouble, you can bring it and it will make value for you. If you are my friend and I despise you and I hear that you've married the president, can I come close to you? No. But if you are my friend, even we may not talk every day, but every six months I send you a message. How are you? I'm fine. The day I hear you are married to the president, I say, hey, can we meet for lunch? It will not be awkward. It will, no, it will not be awkward because we have kept at least a little relationship. You get it? It will not be awkward. So preserve your anointing. Do everything you can. Let the Holy Spirit teach you. Sometimes not thinking ill of your anointed means you are preserving him. Sometimes not questioning your anointed means you are preserving him. Sometimes not investigating your anointed. Sometimes not cross-questioning. Sometimes not making rubbish or filth. 
or casting insinuations or making silly remarks about your anointed. Who is he? Who is he? Who is he? Be careful now. Be careful. Not being smart. Not that people are smart. No. We'll be fine. I mean, if well, thank God for him, but I mean, we are okay. Yeah, okay. Did I ever tell you this? That look, the ministry is rising. Now I feel that it has even sat a bit. But there was a time that I felt if anything happens to me, that's the end. Now I feel my spirit, I feel the ministry has sat. And God forbid, if something comes, something I mean it will still go. God will allow it go. Yeah. But there was a time I felt that if I make if I mess up all these so-called pastors, they will, they will run away. Jesus was your master. When Jesus finished, he was compare fish in China. Then the apostleship in the ministry. Jesus had to come back. I said, no fishing. Come. Come. <laughs> Let me go and anoint you to do my work. Peter was the one who said, let's go. What is this thing we do? Crucify us very soon. Let's go and catch fish and just eat. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. So preserve the shepherd. Are you catching it? Your relationship with the anointed must change. Your thoughts about the anointed must change. Someone says, are you Jesus? I am a type of Jesus in your life. What did God tell Aaron? He says, I've made Moses God. Your God. And you'll be his prophet. I've made Moses a God who? Very. He will be the prophet in his stead. Moses is a god. If you take Aaron and Pharaoh, Moses is a god. So listen. Not many anointings will work for you. You have many guides. You listen to many men of God on radio, on your laptop. But if at midnight, yesterday at 2 a.m., someone in the church called me. When I woke up, I said, what's up? Two missed calls. I said, oh, this person, this person had a challenge. I was calling you so you pray for. Oh, sorry. I slept late, so I didn't see. That's it. 2 a.m., who will you call? Will you call Archbishop, so so and so? Will you call Prophet Elijah, Gubli Bob, so so and so? Because you've been watching him on YouTube and you are his top fan on Facebook. Will you call him? It is this foolish man that you call. Yeah, this rubbish man. And you'll be the foolish person to also take his car and come to your house. So at least admire the foolishness and preserve it. Not so. Are we going to preserve our anointed? So it will work for us in the day of need. Not now we are full, we don't need it to. But very soon, diarrhea will come. And we will need more food. That's why we need the anointed. Give a big clap offering unto Jesus. Put your hand on your chest. Say, Lord, have mercy on me. In every way that I have despised my anointed. Tonight, I ask for mercy. Lift your voice and just pray. Preserving the career of your anointed.
Luke 24, 1. Oh, keep playing. Keep pressing it. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came onto the sepulchre. The sepulchre. That's a grave. Bringing the spices which they had prepared. They were going to preserve the body of the anointed. They were going to preserve the body of the... This was corpse. Remember People don't respect cops. So if you go to Mochi, they carry body and throw around. Oh. They say it's the Mochi that the shoemaker's leg is on the rich man's nose. So. Mommy nurse, am I lying? There's a senior nurse at the back. It is at the Mochi that the shoemaker couldn't buy food. His leg is on the nose of the rich man who lived in somewhere, somewhere. Not many people pray. They, they do corpses, nothing. But these people took what? Give me amplify. Quick, 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 quick. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they rose up, went to the tomb, taking the spices they had made ready to go and preserve the rubbish, the filth. Yes. Expensive spices. They didn't only pour it on him when he was alive. When he was dead, they were still giving it to him. It means not when your anointed looks very anointed. One time I was talking to some people, I asked them, what is, who is an anointed person? They gave me plenty, plenty. Then I said, it's good. But you see, the anointed, eh, he is a mystery. He's a mysterious person. You will see an anointed person. He doesn't look like an anointed. A lion, eh? You will see the lion, National Geographic. He's playing with the cups. It looks like a comedian. Then you jump. But you go and try it and see. As he's playing with the cups and they are jumping and this is, it does not change his nature. You are joking with a killer. As he's there like that, that is joking. You just say, oh, right now he's playing with this guy. So the, um, the lion nature has left him. He will cry. And I told them, sometimes the anointed is at his peak. His peak. Everybody sees him and says, ah, he's anointed. But there's also a time when the anointed is zero. But that is the time you must even recognize the anointing. Like David, when Saul was in the tomb, the, 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 the cave, and he was asleep, the, he, when he cut the thing, his heart smote. He said, Why did I even touch the Lord's anointed? He's asleep, but he's still anointed. He's dead, but he's still anointed. Yeah, they were going to bury people. Then they saw this. As they were trying to run away, they threw the dead body, and the dead body went to hit the grave of an anointed bone. Rabbit's bone. And dead man jacked back to life. Don't joke with the anointed. Don't joke with the anointed. Don't joke with the career of your anointing. Your anointing. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. The spices which they had made ready. 
they were going to put it on a dead body. He was dead, but they still recognized him as the anointed. He didn't say, oh, my pastor doesn't preach powerfully like those days. Shame on you. Put your hand on your chest. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Visit www.christaboundinglove.com and our social media handles at the Christ Abounding Love Church for more audio messages and details on all upcoming conferences. God bless you.